Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today in our study of Isaiah 33, 7-13, we are going to see God's pursuit of His glory. Today's readings are coming from the ESV, so while we're not going to read the passage, I do encourage you to follow along as we study through it. So today we are going to see three things that are really progressive. First, a serious kindling of God's wrath, then God's coming in wrath, and finally God's pursuit of his own glory. So first, let's look at a serious kindling of God's wrath. There were three things that Assyria did that are prime ways to tick God off. The first was stealing land. Assyria was hungry, obviously, for power and land. They were an empire, and empires love stealing land. So, stealing land is bad, obviously, because it's stealing. (laughs) I don't think I need a really in-depth, you know, answer to this question. Stealing land is wrong because it's stealing. God never told Israel to steal land. The only time that Israel took land was to inflict God's punishment on the land of Canaan, and the land of Canaan belonged to Israel because God said it did, and God owns all land. That is the only time in the Bible that God told Israel to take land. And the land that they were taking, God had given to them because God can give land whenever he wants to, to whomever he wants to, whenever he wants to, however he wants to. So, Assyria, though, obviously had not, you know, been told by God, come and take the land of Israel, it is yours, you know. They had not been told that, so when they were trying to do that, they were stealing. Another thing that Assyria did was they broke covenants. Proverbs six sixteen through 17 says, There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Now Solomon goes on to complete that list of seven, and most of them pertain to Assyria. However, as we're going to see today, those first three things that we read about, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, are all things that Assyria does. Those haughty eyes, we're going to get to that in a little bit, where Assyria was prideful, a lying tongue, which is what they are ta- what we're talking about right now, those covenants broken, and then hands that shed innocent blood is a little bit later. So, King Hezekiah of Judah, this is where that covenant is coming in, King Hezekiah of Judah paid Assyria a pretty penny to leave, but then Assyria didn't leave. They basically tried to take the gold and then take the city too. So, this is why God... And Isaiah was calling Assyria out because they were really breaking that covenant in a brutal way. And then finally, there's no regard for man. This is the last thing that we see. And this is the worst. This is the worst offense of all three that we have looked at. That's coming from verse 8. There is no regard for man. So, Assyria tried to be God and define what humanity was. They treated their enemies like they weren't even human. Assyria basically said, I don't need God's word. I can say who's a man and who's not. And those who were in Assyria's way, they treated them like they weren't people. 
They had no regard for them, despite God's word telling us that all men are created in God's image. And when some people aren't treated as human, all people suffer. When you, when man tries to take the definition of humanity into his own hands, it really crumbles. And we see this redefinition of humanity not only in Assyria, but even looking at today in America, we see this. When we try to redefine what humanity is, you look at abortion. That When we try to say, this is when a person becomes a human, or if this baby's wanted, then they're a human, but if they're not wanted, they're not a human. When we try and define what a human is, 62 million lives are lost. That's what happens. You look at transgenderism. When you try to redefine what a human is, what human sexuality is, then you have all sorts of stuff. You end up with dozens of gender or gender identity, sexual orientations. You end up with all sorts of craziness. Why? Because we try to define what people are instead of looking to God's word. Next, we're going to look at God's coming in wrath. I'm going to have to whip out the Johnny Cash on this one. We're going to have to tell them that God's going to cut them down. When God says, now I will arise, Assyria ought to have passed out. God is now taking back the glory. Assyria tried to make itself God. It's going to define what humans are. It's going to break covenants. It's going to make those covenants and then break them. It's going to steal land. Now, obviously, it failed to be God. God does not break covenants. God does not steal land. He owns all the land. God does not redefine humans. He defines humans. It's not a redefinition. God makes truth. God is love. God is the source of truth. Next, we are going to look at God's pursuit of his own glory. So, I talked about this a little bit and how God's taking back the glory. And so, this might make you a little uneasy. God's pursuing his own glory. However, this is not pride. Pride is exalting yourself over God, and God obviously can't do that because God exalting himself over God, that's, that doesn't really work. This, however, is love. God is the most glorious and good thing that we can possibly look at. It's not a TV show. It's not social media. It's not other people. It's not even good things like family or jobs. The most glorious and good thing that we can look at is God. And how do we look at God? It's through the face of Jesus. God is showing love to us by revealing himself to us. There's nothing better that he can do for us. If God doesn't ex exalt himself above all, he's idolizing the world. It is in accordance with his name to make himself known. And finally, we see that God's glory is for the whole world to see. God isn't just showing himself to Israel. We, look, we see in Romans 1.20, For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. 
God has chosen to reveal himself to the whole world. The world doesn't deserve that. We don't deserve to get to see the all-glorious, all-good, all-wise, all-just God. But yet God revealed himself to us. And for that, we need to worship him. And if we're not, we are in sin. So in conclusion, we saw first a serious kindling of God's wrath and the three ways in which they did this. Next, we saw God's coming in wrath and how God is taking back the glory that's due to him. And finally, we saw some aspects of God's pursuit of his own glory and how it is good and loving for him to do so. Thanks for listening to another episode of Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out at our website, adoptedbelievers.com, for episodes and other resources. And like us on Facebook at Adopted Believers.